Welcome to Dice Nerds and Nuggets. Um, since we were starting our second season of uh, episodes, we thought it would be a good idea to do a recap video of our first. Indeed, yeah, because uh, due to technical difficulties, etc., there's actually a whole bunch of storyline that wasn't in there. The, com the whole beginning, basically, <laughs> was cut, so... Um, this video will get you up to speed so you can just jump into the first episode on our channel. That's right, basically. yeah. <clears throat> so first of all, uh, the D&D campaign, it's basically set in just my version of Faerun. Uh, the Sword Coast region is cliched as it is, but uh, I like to just tweak things and change things around willy-nilly, so there'll be familiar things, but um, for the most part, the lore is quite different. Quite different, yeah, but uh, that's good. That's good. We've got um, a good storyline. Yeah, perfect. So, um, I guess to begin with, um, our main characters, uh, Jessup Winthrop, a wolf-kind ranger. That's right. Um, we had uh, Aki, a warlock from the Far East, a Wanti. Wanti, yeah. Was he, is he also supposed to be from the Far East as well? I think he was friends with they're friends, yes. Yeah, so they're both from okay. far east, the fantastical orient, or um, and then speaking of feather, so Feather Marshall, our mm -hmm. dwarven monk, uh, Zenbri, a halfling ranger from the town, the village of Small Town, yeah, and I believe they were all brought together right. by an enigmatic uh, dragonborn bard. That's that was, right, uh, yeah. Uh, traveling the region, uh, named Michael Dragon. Michael Dragon. Yeah. And so they, they all came from disparate backgrounds, uh, but sort of met on the road heading toward Greenrest. Yeah, I think like uh, uh, Zimri, Zimri uh, so Fleur's character, Zimri, and, and mine, we, we kind of like knew each other because mm -hmm. I'd, I'd like been ranging in that area for a good couple of years. So we, we, we had a connection. And uh, Aki and Feather Marshall were all also friends. So it was just two groups of friends that merged into one friend, basically, yeah. on the road. So I'm trying to think how that started. Uh, they just started on the road, uh, trying to cross the Green Knife River into the, the Southlands. That's right, yeah. And then there was that uh, the keep, right? became the mm -hmm. keep, which is like Snotman's Keep, is what they called it, yeah. Yeah, due to the very snotty commander whose allergies I, they, I remember that one. You guys crossed the keep, or you were about to cross the river. Some frog people attacked it. But That's right, yeah. Uh, Aki, I think, cast a spell, and it just killed pretty much all of them dead right away. And you guys just cleaned the house. Right. Was, it the, was it the Arms of Hadar thing that mm -hmm. he was doing? Yeah, he hasn't done that in a long time, actually. I wonder if he switched that out for something. Possibly, I don't know. I think he's just focused like, I'm going to not do damage, I'm going to hypnotize and stuff. But uh, I guess fast-forwarding a little bit from there, um, on the road, you got, they all had prophetic dreams, kind of uh, portents of disaster, and, and nagas, and visions of past lives and things. Um, and finally, uh, you were able to make it to Greenrest, which was That's the, right. the first central hub of Which, uh, to, to, to my dismay, we found out there wasn't really a whole lot of meat going around in the city. 
No, no. The, the city was uh, advertising its prosperity, but it was beset by problems. Yeah. And so <clears throat> you guys basically established yourself working for the nobles and some of the more eccentric personalities in town. Um, you went into the woods to deal with uh, dire wolves that had been attacking their hunters. That's right, yeah. Then we uh, turned out they were like, they were the druids, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of protecting their little sacred area. And so you worked out an amicable deal with them, if I remember. We did, yeah. It was, it was along the lines of, um, okay, you know, if you can kind of like help these people's farmlands or anything prosper, then, you know, we can, we can tell them, okay, try not to hunt so many animals and all that type of shit. But I was a little, uh, wondering about those people because like I remember seeing Brie had that, that that whole dream of like uh, this, this this goat man and slaughtering lots of animals and stuff like that in that in that in that area, in that area that the the druids had this like uh, big plinth statue thing which seemed to like provide sanctuary in this area to um, I don't know they, they said it would be safe from uh, coming inside <clears throat> and that was where they really started to begin to understand the overarching plot of the campaign, which is that each the, that each world exists in a cycle of about six thousand years or so of destruction and recreation, where the ancient god of the giants does battle with the void naga, they destroy the entire universe in this battle. And once the giant king wins, the giant god wins, he, he recreates a new world. It's different than the last each time. Mm. And so they were just starting to get the idea that uh, you know, this was happening because the druids lived in a little, like a hard zone, a safe spot from the cycle. Yeah. And they would go on to find there were other such places throughout the world. Um, let's see, beyond that, um, there was sort of a... Giants were beginning to uh, bother people. That was a big topic in Green Rest. Was uh, this King Clark, an oafish hill giant that had been uh, attacking caravans and causing trouble for Green Rest all this time? And I'm trying to think uh, what happened after that. You guys hung out in Green Rest for a while. You yeah. dealt with the dire wolves. You went, dealt with a few small quests. And uh, I remember we took out a group of trolls. Like there was a, a troll. Uh,
we got to one of those little towns. Um, you went to the town and stayed there for the night, I believe. Okay. And he came by. And uh, you guys it, uh, questioned him. It didn't go very well. You attacked him, and he oh, didn't. Yeah. Wasn't even I remember. I remember it was like um, we'd heard stories of uh, a, a big wagon like going around, and uh, I was like, okay, well, let's let's just see if there's any tracks around like this this well, this cart, or anything like that. And I think we followed him to we followed it to to the owner, and was like pretending to be this old man. Yeah, he was pretending to be just an old coot, but in reality, he was an ancient and powerful dark oni, yeah. uh, known as the Night Stalker. Local legend, I guess. Um, beyond that, uh, you at level three, we had no no they, desire to fight him whatsoever. They were shook. They were unnerved by him. He stole some of Zenri's hair and left laughing into the night, spreading rumors that you were great heroes that slayed the Night Stalker. Yeah. Um, beyond that, um, what else happened in the Southern Marches? You went to the Sprites Falls, a portal to the Feywild. Yeah, I think before that. We we actually went to um, went and checked out another village. Uh, that was with, where the children. Yes, yeah. Stolen by witches of the cult of the void. Yes, I think that was like the that was before Sprite Schools, right? Mm, yes, I think it was. I think so. Yeah, that that, that was pretty uh, pretty horrific. Um, yeah, they yeah. locked their children away. Uh, it was a whole nasty thing. Yeah, we had to kind of like go through the kids and kind of decide which ones were hacks and which ones were okay. And then uh, Zambri and myself were just kind of like, well, we know it needs to be done, but we can't do it. No. And so, they appear just like normal children had spawn. So it's pretty rough to kill them. So Aki and Feather Marshall gleefully did it. Um, after that, I think then we get towards Sprite's Falls. Yes. Um, uh, ancient tree, portal to Feywild behind a waterfall, all kinds of great stuff. But the main important thing is they fight a bone naga, defeat it in a rather glorious boss battle against naga and a bunch of snakes, a kind of a motif of the Cult of the Void. And you get the Spear of Saloon, yeah. which is the first item of Horatius Rex. That's right, that yeah. learn about later on. I think, like... There was a, we met like a whole bunch of elves that were uh, that was uh, it, part yes. of like the winter court, and uh, one which I'm pretty sure was an Aladrin dude. And uh, I mean, the, they're all nice enough, but like uh, you know, Jesse's Jesse's not too happy when it gets yeah. cold, so he's like, "You guys are great," but back of my mind, like I don't really want to hang around the winter court. It just doesn't it sounds far too chilly for my liking. Well, then the elves. It's basically all the elves have been disappearing. Throughout the woods that you investigated earlier, there were abandoned elf settlements, there's treasure hunters uh, you know, trying to plunder them and stuff. It just seems like the elven race is disappearing from the world. And you find out that they're kind of going toward the Feywild. Yeah. They're, they're invited to their homeland, sort of, or what they imagine to be their homeland. Beyond that, um, a belligerent hill giant tribe smashed the host of the local lord and began threatening Greenrest. You were tasked with, uh, given an important task by the nobles of Greenrest to acquire some wagons containing their wealth and magical items. Yes. Um, you do half of the quest, but then get word that 
Zenbri's home village is under attack by the cult of the void. That's right. And so small town with giant tribes on the horizon is kind of left to its fate, you know, left to the local militia to deal with. That's right, yeah. They were besieged, defeated. Some of the populace was able to escape, but as of right now, like currently, their whereabouts are relatively unknown. Um, all they know is that King Clark and his giants squat in the ruins of Greenrest right now. That's right, yeah. And it was like, um, there, was, there, there was someone else who was with them. I think it was that Giddy, Giddy Storm Chaser. With the people of small town. Yeah, she was, she, was us, she was with people in Green Race, right? She yeah. had sort of helped them and uh, led them to relative safety in the woods. Um, after that, though, you guys made it directly toward the Driftwood. Uh, a vast, nasty little swamp. A vast, nasty swamp full of creatures and evil cultists of the void. Um, do you think exactly traveling through the swamp to small town? We've got like uh, a bit of, of, of one of, of one thing that happened in, in the side quest episode that we have up, uh, but that was like with with Zen and myself because like Feather Marshall and Aki they got like lost from the group, and then uh, they they actually they actually ran into like this weird sort of semi strange German sounding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I based a group of bandits off of the nihilists from the Big Lebowski. And so that's who Feather Marshall and Aki ran into into the woods. They did not last very long against them before they ran away. Uh, you guys went to a, a village, discovered a rod of cold-blooded control, which Zenry still hangs on to. Um, I think it was actually, it was... Um, before, before we left um, Green, before we left Green Race, where where we actually, because like I had become like obsessed with okay, I think this fucking Oni is tracking us. So so every now and then I would be like, okay, I'm gonna use my primeval awareness see if there are any shapeshifters around. And then like we're in Green Race and oh okay, there's two of two of my tribe there, two of the wolf kind, and I think they were the ones who, who gave us the they said like a small towns under attack. Uh, yeah, it was, it was Wolfkind and yeah. Greenrest that let them know. Yeah. And that became priority number one. They made it to the swamp. It was, it was pretty unnerving going through the swamp. There were abandoned villages full of scarecrows. And yeah. the cult just being generally kind of weird and ominous. You know, they worshipped the idea of the world finally ending for good. And so they, uh, they're led by some nasty hags. They use undead. They torture themselves. Put fish hooks through their eyes and things. Unpleasant people, and their whole ideology is basically these witches are allowing us to feel all of our past lives, you know, through cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle of just pointless living and dying and fighting. So, their idea is we want to tip the scale in favor of the Void Naga and completely annihilate all existence. Let's just be done. So, that, that's their whole thing. They attacked Greenrest, and do you want to sort of recount the battle a little bit because it was quite spectacular? Yeah, it was it, it was a good battle. Um, I think how it started was that uh, we had all sort of taken up different positions, different places. Like Feather was leading uh, 
He ran into some dwarves, some dwarves that had li- taken up in small towns. Yes, and they were kind of yeah, hardened fighters. And there were uh, there was like a merchant. Uh, I think he was also a dwarf, or he, or he was just from the Orient. Mm, so yeah. he was a uh, was hanging out with Feather for a bit. I can't remember what Aki was doing at that time. He was just shooting Eldritch blasts. Yeah. Maybe. he was doing some spells. So at the zombie. I I was with the the wolf kind of we were on the rooftops just kind of like peppering them with arrows and stuff and then Zambri was with uh, her people near the ground forces there I think she wild checked a bit she was basically a hero of small town she was yeah. going hard for him so uh, I remember like the 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 hag this is like the the main one this this hag mother she had like uh, some of the all these orbs that just dropped zombies and shit. So we ended up getting a lot of zombies and a lot of cultists. And um, after like battling for quite a while, we ended up like, I think, was the, I don't remember if it was Aki or Zimri that spotted her, but one of them spotted the uh, hag up in the uh, sky. Yeah, the main hag. There were three hags leaving, yeah. and the mother hag came out. I want to tell this one, yeah. this part. Um, so this was after the zombie. Yeah. Uh, you beat back their initial way, and she started throwing powerful illusions out and dropping fireballs on you guys, kind of hurting everyone away from the battlements. And you start attacking her, obviously, you know, but she's up in the air. So Zenbri summons eight flying snakes with yes. their <laughs> uh, summon animal spell. And they fuck this hat up in like two <laughs> rounds. Yeah. I messed she got up that crit, crit, right? She got crits, which <laughs> I was running it kind of amateurishly, I guess, where I let them all kind of roll together. So they all critted, did insane damage against the hag, and then they got an opportunity attack when she tried to flee, which I should have just given her Misty Step or something. Yeah, this was like... It was, it was memorable, though. So she just drops this hag from the sky, and then they unleash Modoc. Uh, at this stage, a giant, an undead giant, being basically kept alive with hag magic. Well, kept undead. Yeah, with like ruins yeah. and things. With like body giant corpse. Uh, Mo. They all chanted his name as he approached. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, was a, it, it was a good fight. At this point, like, Jesse was thinking, like, okay, we need to get the fuck away from this thing. <laughs> but um, that wasn't that that wasn't the case, and that's good. I'm glad. I'm actually glad that we fought him because uh, um, after after the fight and everything, I was like, I feel like I want to want a piece of giant bone. I might do something with it, and it came, it came in, in handy. handy. Super handy. If you watch, yeah. we have a whole arc, a little mini arc where they spend time in Modoc's mansion that was left in the driftwood. So that's pretty a, a good thing to know before going into the episodes is that Modoc. Yeah was captured by this cult. He was stripped and killed and turned into an undead battering ram, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then you get to rifle through his things later. So it's kind oh, of cool. yeah. And then um, I th- that's where I ended up getting the broom as well. Because mm-hmm. the, that's why the, he has the, a flying broom the broom yeah. from the hack. And I'm trying to think if we filmed right after that when Akul shows up. Yes. Okay, yes. so they're caught up then with up to the point where the episodes start. Pretty like, much, yeah. That's battle like the small town is the last big event. Yeah. yeah. That is. That's, uh, that's, yeah. 
up to everything you need to know to basically start watching from season one. Like we will uh, get a, a, a full season one recap as well soon. As well, yeah. Yes. So you know, if you say season one, screw that noise. We got you covered. You can just watch the recap of season one, and you'll be all set. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.